Welcome to Spiritual Sisters Collective, raw and real, with me, your host, Lisa Williams. The show where I have raw and real inspirational conversations around spirituality, mental health, well-being, business, and so much more. Do also look out for additional episodes coming to you live on Sundays with meditations, card pulls, and some very special guests doing some storytelling. And I'm so excited that we have also launched Spiritual Sisters Collective Raw and Real Community. So if you're looking for a supportive community of like-minded souls on their spiritual journeys, then look no further. Come and join our Patreon community for just £3, 33 pence per month. The link is in the show notes. I also want to extend my huge amount of gratitude to my beautiful guests, to you gorgeous listeners, and to our sponsor of Raw and Real, Kylie Anna from The Confidence Coven. Here's what she has to say. Hi there, I'm Kylie Anna, and I'm the proud sponsor of Raw and Real with Lisa Williams. I'm the founder of The Confidence Coven and the host of the Witchy Woo podcast. And I just wanted to ask you a quick question. As a spiritual sister, have you found yourself often giving a lot of yourself and your energy to others, always wanting to help a friend in need? And this has perhaps been to your detriment. You may have found it difficult to say no or felt obliged to make decisions based on what you think you should do rather than what you know to be right within you. Here at The Confidence Coven, we encourage you to sod the shoulds and embrace spiritual freedom. We offer guidance with spiritual development, energy healing and facilitating the visiting of your Akashic records where you can view the records of your soul, including your past lives. So come on over and check us out at www.confidencecoven.com or head on over to Facebook where you can connect with me, Kylie Anna. I cannot wait to start this adventure with you. Let's get on with today's raw and real conversation. We have an amazing guest in the house. Please do introduce yourself. Hi Lisa, thank you for having me today. So my name is Melanie Stevens and I'm a spiritual mentor, Reiki master and tarot reader from Devon. Amazing. Oh, Devon. Do you know what? I was actually just speaking to someone. Devon is on my list of somewhere to visit and I'm hoping to get down there at some point in 2023, which is very exciting. So a lot of my guests intro with, you know, what they do, et cetera, et cetera. But let's go way back. So I'm going to delve back because this is the first time we've actually connected. Let's go back right to your childhood. Talk to me about little Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still little now. <laughs> I'm five foot one, so that's quite yeah, accurate. same. Same. Oh, are you? Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, in terms of my childhood, so I was a very, very sensitive child, and uh, interestingly, I saw my first spirit when I was six. So um, I opened up to that side of things very young. It did frighten the life out of me and I did switch that clairvoyance off uh-huh. <laughs> for many, many years because I saw a spirit right in front of me in my bedroom, um, yeah. which was a bit, of a, a bit of a shock. But I was, yeah, I was a very, very sensitive child, very shy. Um, and then as I got older, I developed an interest in things like palmistry, which mm-hmm. uh, my best friend at the time when I was 14, his mum was a palm reader. So she taught me palmistry and I got my first tarot deck when I was about 13, 14. So I delved into all of those sorts of spiritual things when I was still quite young. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of 
um yeah i kind of put them to one side and did i lose interest i guess i just got focused on life for a while you know finding a partner getting a job deciding on career all of the life things got in the way and then i picked some of them back up in 2009 so moving moving forward to more recent times um, but yeah, I was definitely open to all of that stuff as a kid and highly sensitive, which did make childhood quite painful because <laughs> I was a very sensitive, a very empathic mm -hmm. child. Yeah, I think you'll find that m the majority of my guests and the majority of our listeners are also that way. Um, but I see it as a, a superpower. Um, I think from my childhood, I saw it as a weakness, but as I'm, you know, nearly 40 years around the sun, I'm seeing it as actually a huge superpower. And I tap into that because it gives me such empathy for the world as a collective, what I can do as a soul, why I'm here. So it, it's interesting as well, because a lot of us tend to block it out in our teens, but you were very much into it in the teens um, side of things. So it's, I guess it was when you were sort of in your 20s that you locked it out slightly to get on with societal things <laughs> yeah so you came back into it in 2009 how did you come back into it what was the the moment that you you opened those gifts again well it was in fact I was talking to somebody the other day about this about the spiritual awakening and many people when they go into a spiritual awakening they suffer something traumatic so they lose a loved one or something happens well I had a bit of an emotional breakdown when I was 28 and I just felt unfulfilled. I couldn't settle in a job. I couldn't settle anywhere. I just didn't feel happy with life. And I felt like I was ruining my life by just sort of moving from job to job, trying to find some purpose, trying to fit in. I had mental health problems at the time. I had all sorts of issues and I hit rock bottom. And that's when somebody introduced me to a life coach and that's when everything changed. But the life coach I worked with, although she advertised as a life coach rather than a spiritual life coach, the methodologies, methodologies she taught me were very spiritually based. Mm -hmm. And in addition, she introduced me to people like Eckhart Tolle and his books and many others that opened my mind to other possibilities and the power of presence and the power of stillness and all of these things that I'd never heard of before. I might have dabbled in palmistry and tarot when I was younger, but the really big spiritual subjects, I didn't really. So this was my first insight into the true nature of life and that we are the witness to our thoughts and our feelings. We aren't our thoughts and our feelings, but we identify with them. Really big, powerful sort of epiphanies came from that period. So that for me was the beginning of my spiritual journey and then 10 years after that that's when I started learning Reiki and since then just it's it, I've gone so much faster since then in my development things see it, it even feels like time is speeding up everything seems to be happening on super high speed now and the development I've had just in the last four years has been incredible yeah yeah I love that book that you mentioned the power of now yes. um my one of my old drama teachers she gave it to me gosh it must have been 12 13 plus years ago and I remember reading it but it didn't land with me then and I always think about divine timing you know when you read it like certain things were kind of going in I was like yeah but it's only when I revisited it when I was actually ready to to read the words on the page so she kind of knew I needed it before I knew I needed it if that makes sense, which is just beautiful. So yeah, so talk to me about Reiki because 
that for me was it was another up level of my spiritual awakening because on my third attunement I connected with my nan and it was just incredible so talk to me about your your Reiki journey Hmm. yeah I think it is a, a real pivotal time for people when they discover energy healing or energy work in some way and um I had some Reiki. In fact, I had two Reiki sessions where I went in just with a, cu- a curious mind yeah. um, to see how it felt. And I was already into like the spiritual side of things. I'd seen mediums. I'd read quite a few books. My friends were very spiritual as well. You know how you just meet people and you get yeah. chatting and you say, ah, you're also into mediumship. And obviously all the people that are in our lives are all meant to be. And I know that Absolutely. now. At the time, it just felt wonderful that I'd got all these spiritual people suddenly around me. <laughs> um, but the Reiki actually, um, none of my friends did Reiki. It was just, I, it was again, it, it, you know, when you get that little nudge, that little inner nudge, point yeah. that says, go and do that. And it's very, very subtle and gentle. It wasn't suddenly screaming at me saying, go and learn Reiki. I just thought, you know what? I like Reiki. I've had a couple of beautiful sessions. I want to see how it works. I'm very curious and very inquisitive. So it's like, well, how does it work? I'll, I'll do a course. And I love a yeah. good course. so I started Reiki I did Reiki 1 and Reiki 2 and I felt like okay I'm gonna start doing this and I practiced on friends and family and it was just as the first lockdown hit us when I was gonna start my business so obviously that set me back a bit but I used the lockdown as an opportunity I was still working but I got the opportunity because we didn't go anywhere and do anything to just carry on learning so I did the Reiki master course which I wasn't intending to do until far later But I thought, well, why not? I'm going to do it at some point. I'll learn it now and then mm-hmm. we'll see how things go. And it was wonderful. And so eventually I was able to start my Reiki practice. Ironically, I do most of it by distance now anyway. Um, but yeah, I just I just thought I'm going to just flow with this because it feels right and it feels good. And then I've done, what many Reiki practitioners do is bring in different things to their Reiki practice after yes. time. I brought yeah. crystals in. I love crystals. Um, so I did a crystal Reiki course and I've just started learning Atlantean Reiki and bringing in some symbols that I've been given in meditations for my guides connected to my life in Atlantis. So I've got these new sort of symbols bringing in a different type of energy into my it's still reiki that i'm doing but i'm adding elements now so it's like reiki is the starting point and you just evolve it you you start to bring your own intuition into the practice more so instead of i learned traditional yusui reiki but now it's not it is recognizable as reiki but it's got so much of me yeah you're weaving your magic into into your work yeah you can get all creative with it then and you think well how can i be a little bit different what can i offer and i think that's the most beautiful thing about reiki is that you don't have to all do exactly the same people do angelic reiki or crystal mm. reiki or all sorts of different types they just add in these additional elements and it just evolves and it evolves as we evolve mm-hmm. yeah it sounds like a very similar path so i had finished my reiki level one and you know when you do your sort of 21 day of self-healing and I was oh gosh I was living life I was in the zone and you know that moment where you're like this is it this is what I'm supposed to be doing oh my goodness and it was on day 21 we went into national lockdown (laughs) (laughs) and it was like you can I had I had all of the uh, the people lined up that I was going to to sort of be my clients to sort of practice 
everything was sort of planned and then that happened and gosh yeah so very similar journey and I've not continued it um so far for me I felt like I wanted to do it very much with 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 my Reiki master and in person I love the online work but there's something very powerful about being you know connecting with actual people in the room so to speak so watch this space I'm sure something will come about in 2023 and beyond yeah <laughs> it's funny because at the time I think when something like that happens you can get a bit paranoid and think okay universe why <laughs> am I not meant to be doing this I was convinced I was and now lockdown but it's not that at all is it it was just we had to maybe learn okay look you can do this but maybe you need to understand how to market yourself online maybe you need to understand more about distance healing so we had the opportunity to explore all these other things so you know it, there's always a positive somewhere isn't there but at the time it feels a bit like oh why is that door suddenly slammed in my face am i not meant to be doing this after all and of course that that, that wasn't the case yeah i think blessings and the lessons from the blessings don't always come about you know on our timeline which is really interesting because i closed my dance school after nearly 18 years because of covid um and i still talk about it now it's still very much a grieving process because it was all i ever did like i danced ever since i was a little girl and then i went straight into teaching and i love that side of it but what's funny about it as i sort of grieved it so to speak now I'm ready to reopen it it was like I needed to go through that loss and let it go so it could re-emerge so I'm going to be weaving a lot of dance back into my work and I was speaking the other day and I said that I've actually always taught in a very spiritual way although I didn't know so I was unconsciously teaching very spiritually to my students like all along and it was like oh yeah I really was which is really <laughs> funny so talk to me about the type of work that you do now with your clients because like I said you're weaving your own Melanie magic in which I love oh Melanie magic that's got a ring to it <laughs> yeah so with the with the um healing I I do offer it a distance healing package so mm. What I was seeing when I first started doing Reiki was people come for Reiki and they kind of want to talk. And so I would do the Reiki, but I have so much to share and so many things I can help them with that I thought I need to do more than the Reiki session because, yeah, the Reiki is wonderful. But equally, I want to stay in touch and ask, well, how are you getting on? How What have you noticed yeah. in your life? Because Reiki doesn't just affect you in the moment in the session. Right. It brings things to us. It, it brings things up. The healing can be quite uncomfortable sometimes. And I didn't want to just sort of give somebody Reiki and go, there you go, off you pop. I wanted to yeah. carry on working with them. So build more of a, not a coaching package so much, but mentoring. Mm -hmm. So now I offer a, a healing package, which starts with Reiki, which is done by distance with sound healing at the beginning and then crystal Reiki. I love sound healing. Mm -hmm. um, and then I send, I've got, I'm recording, I've done a few already, but some bespoke meditations, depending on what the person comes to the session for incorporating something called the Sedona method, which is a psychological tool, but also a spiritual tool for um, releasing emotions that are not wanted. Mm -hmm. So I bring that in as well, because I like the psychological element as well as the energy element. I like to bring the two in. Mm -hmm. And I also have a workbook and a journal that people use to try and encourage them to make notes of what's happening to them. I give them one-to-one -one access to me, unlimited access to me for two weeks after the session. And I do a crystal Reiki grid. So I've produced this lovely sort of ongoing package for people 
where they can have the Reiki, but they can also have the benefit of my knowledge and mentoring. They can talk to me, they can ask me questions. Mm-hmm. So that's my um, my healing package that I offer. And then I sell, I've got a course on Udemy and using crystals, which I'm delighted with. I only released it in November. It's my first Amazing. Thank you. I, it was, a, it was um, a lot of hard work. It took a lot longer than I thought it was going to. <laughs> Um, but it was wonderful. I really enjoyed doing that. I love teaching, really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, and my background, I was an HR manager before I moved into this sort of work. So I've done lots of training and mentoring with people anyway. So it kind of made sense to bring in the skills I've got and transfer them into this sort of work. And I'm a tarot reader as well. So I do my, my tarot readings for my clients. So it's um, the teaching, the energy work and the readings are currently the sort of three areas of my business. Yeah. I am at some point, I've just started a course in animal communication and healing. So that oh, will wow. I offer in the future, but I don't know when. I want to make sure I'm really comfortable with it before I offer it out. And it's a six month course. So mm. future future project. Future plan. Talk to me about the, the method that you just said. I've not heard of that. What's that called and, and how did you come about that? Yeah, so the Sedona method is uh, my life coach taught me that back in 2009. Okay. It's the, the, the chap that created it is called Lester Levinson, and he had a spiritual awakening. He was um, diagnosed with all sorts of illnesses and issues. He had, I think, two or three um, heart attacks. He went to see his doctor who basically sent him home to die. They didn't think there was anything they could do for him. This poor guy was just, he had so many things wrong with him. Wow. He healed himself and went on to live another 40 odd years. Wow. So, and he learned how, and he learned his emotions and his feelings were causing all of these physical conditions. Mm-hmm. So he learned that he'd been suppressing and pushing away things that were uncomfortable. So he taught himself how to welcome and allow feelings and then how to release them and let them go so that you don't hang on to them and spend weeks, you know, suffering with your own anxiety and with your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. So he created what's now called the Sedona method to help people to welcome and then release unwanted emotions so that you live a life of peace, of stillness where you're not constantly on that roller coaster of um identifying with your feelings i guess really yeah Um, and the practice now it's it started in sedona arizona which is where he was from but it's actually used by people all over the world and it was so powerful for me i had so many phobias and fears when i went to see my life coach and i managed to master two of them using the sedona method i was terrified of heights and i'm claustrophobic Mm-hmm. And I managed to get myself into a tiny plane at 15,000 feet and jump out. Amazing. Oh, I love that. I'm going to research that because that's a method I've not heard before. Sounds incredible. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So you've gone on this amazing journey. So what's next? What's next for you? What, what have you got coming up? So I'm currently working on my second course. The, mm-hmm. I love the buzz of creating courses and having people take my course. It's a wonderful feeling. So that's going to be on me as well. I love the platform. I've done so many Udemy courses over the years. So that's why I chose them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to teach Reiki. Amazing. Perfect sense. The more people that can do this stuff, the better. Right. Any, okay. Anyone can learn it. So I'm going to do Reiki 1 and 2 to start with. Um, I also want to teach Crystal Reiki at some point. So, but the, but the next course for me is the Reiki one, and I'm already working on that at the moment. Big task, but that's um, what I'm working on at the moment. I'm also studying the animal communication, which is very much in development, and I'm practicing that in the background. 
and at some point and I'm trying not to do everything at once because I get a bit right. excited yes <laughs> <laughs> at yeah. some point I, I do want to write another book I've got a small book on Amazon which is about Christmas but I, I've sort of had a play and it's a lovely little book I'm really I'm really proud of it but now I want to do something a bit more chunky Mm -hmm. So I've got plans for a big book all about the spiritual awakening and different practices and processes and elements of it. So that's on the radar, but probably not for another few months. Yeah, absolutely. All in divine timing, right? All exactly. in divine timing. So I always um, finish with a random question to, to my guests. And the question I have for you that's just come through is, if any of our listeners are listening in today, and they want to tap into their spiritual gifts but they are worried about going into that through fear of what other people might think what would your top tip be i think that is something that many of us have suffered at some point and when you are sharing the gift with the world where there is still maybe sometimes a stigma attached it can bring up a little bit of fear but for me if there's fear there, it's because it wants to be it wants to be felt and then it wants to be released. So I try and look at things that frighten me or make me anxious as a positive, as a step in my healing journey. So if you're feeling anxious about, you know, what, I really want to share my gift, but I'm nervous. Let that fear come up and try and dive into what it's coming from. Is it a fear of being seen? Is it a fear of being heard? Did that come from something you were told as a child maybe? Dig into where that came from and really send love into that feeling and welcome it so that you're not suppressing it because suppressing it just keeps popping up. It won't go anywhere. Welcoming it, allowing it, sending it love and just letting that feeling dissipate on its own because they do. Everything's transient. It will come up, it will feel uncomfortable and then it will pass. And if you can spend a few minutes every day in quiet meditation, just allowing whatever feeling is there to come up without labeling it or attaching to it and just witnessing it, sending it love and sending it off for mm -hmm. too long, you will find that you've released through those layers. It might take a few goes. It could come from past lives, from persecution. It could come from anything. But the more we allow, the more it will pass of its own accord. It's when we push it down, that's what causes us to stay stuck. Yeah, 100%. Fabulous tip. Thank you, my beautiful ladies. Fabulous to have you as a guest today, sharing your knowledge, wisdom, and your gorgeous energy with us today. And I'll speak to you soon. Thank you so okay. much. Take care, lovely. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode at Raw and Real. Please do rate, follow, and subscribe to our show. And if you'd like to know more about what I do, do come and follow me, Lisa Williams. I have a page, Spiritual Sisters Collective. You can find me on Instagram at Lisa Williams Spiritual Mentor. You can also connect with me on my website at spiritualsisterscollective.vipmembervault.com. And don't forget, we also have an amazing Patreon community. And the link is in the show notes. Until next time. Look after yourself and I'll speak to you soon. Take care.